seen anything like that. Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed at you, pew pew. With the five and might use the trap, man. I got a check, man. Last ain't no ball speed. Rate of that bass, man. And where that ball land. Watch that's on my hand. Is yours not the time, man? Yeah, that's my garment. I feel like Welcome down the Screws Podcast. I am happily joined here this evening with the Drive Bunnies. Ladies, how are you guys doing? Good. Good, good. Thank you for uh, for taking some time and hopping on here, having a chat. Um, really looking forward to this. Uh, I, I've been following your Instagram on my personal one for quite some time, and you know, seeing all your content last year. I know uh, we chatted a bit when you guys were at Black Bear, and um, love that course. By the way, always always talk about that one. So I kind of just wanted to see if you guys would mind hopping on, chatting a little bit about women's golf. I mentioned um, that my two most regular playing partners are both women, so being my wife and my sister, and I kind of wanted to see um, with uh, the social media following and whatnot that you guys have plans for the upcoming season. Um, But yeah, maybe we can start with just an introduction from each of you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us today. Yeah. Uh, My name is Bianca. I am the president and founder of Drive Bunnies. I've been golfing for about 10 years. I only really started getting into it about two years ago. I was playing primarily with men uh, and then recently started getting a lot of my girlfriends involved. So we are so excited to all be golfing together now. Uh, My name is Alicia, and I'm basically Bianca's right-hand woman. Um, Bianca and I met when we were six years old playing hockey, so um, obviously athletic from day one and and loved playing hockey, and then she got into golf, and she kind of brought me along. Uh, I would say uh, two summers ago was when she said, okay, come on the course with me, and so I'm I'm still very new, but um, it's been really fun. Uh, so far with Drive Bunnies. Awesome. Yeah. My name's Caitlin, and I'm the brand strategist within brand, uh, Drive Bunnies. I actually met Bianca at the driving range. She waltzed up to me. I was there by myself and introduced herself and told me to give Drive Bunnies a follow, and the rest is history. <laughs> cool. Um, and I've been golfing for about uh, four years. Um, I worked at golf courses, so that kind of spiked my interest in the game. Okay, right on. Very cool. Um, so how, I guess, Bianca, how was or how were the Drive Bunnies created? Um, was it just yourself at the time or were you connecting like, with any other friends or kind of what made you come up with a vision for it, I guess? So that's a great question. We get asked that a lot. Um, funny enough, we actually started Drive Bunnies because we wanted to create a caddy company. The caddy companies are really big in the state, so I figured it would be a good, you know, uh, way to get into the industry, uh, females, and in Canada. Um, but you know what? It actually started because I was just looking for a group of women to connect with in order to golf, and also to be able to post videos of myself and pictures of myself golfing rather than posting it on my personal page where nobody really cares to see that as much. I just wanted to create a space where we could post videos 
as content of ourselves golfing for people who actually really want to see that every day. Um, and it's kind of evolved into this great community uh, feeling that you get when you're connecting with so many different women of various, um, you know, demographics, age groups, um, backgrounds with golf, some people who have never even picked up a club before, to people who, you know, have been golfing for a decade. So it's been a great progression over the last few years, and it's so much bigger than what we first anticipated. So it's been a really cool journey so far. That's cool. Uh, I like the idea of that starting off as a, as kind of a caddy group. I've, um, done like a, I've been to a pro-am before at the, uh, Bell Canadian Open and, um, like they would have like kids caddying and stuff like that. It was really cool. So part of it was I was able to like meet a couple of the pros and whatnot. Didn't walk, like I was able to walk the course with them. Didn't uh, carry the bag or anything, but caddying is, uh, it's fascinating. And it's kind of like in the spotlight right now. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but, uh, range finders or distance measuring devices will be allowed to be used at the majors this year. So yeah, it's kind of interesting that's never been allowed before, uh, before. So I know it's kind of like a hop on topic right now to, you know, as a professional, be able to kind of walk up and just kind of angle in on the pin and, and, uh, yeah, just seems a little bit too easy for them, but I think it'll be really good for the game. Like what you're talking about, getting people introduced to the game. I think as people kind of have more the analytical side of wanting to develop their game, having a rangefinder to just kind of have an idea of, okay, the pin's this far away, I need this club, you know, it's going to speed up the game, right? So the only thing is, and I was talking with um, with the uh, pro at Oshawa Golf and Curling Club, and he was mentioning that you kind of miss your surroundings with rangefinders, right? So he wouldn't encourage it with juniors, but you know, as you get kind of more established in your game, it's a good idea because you just want to have a look at kind of what's around the green as well. Right. So you kind of touched on it there, but, um, I was really curious about like the purpose of the group. Now you kind of went over it a bit, but maybe you could give a, give a couple more points on the purpose of the dry bunnies and sort of what you are now, as it grows, what you're hoping to accomplish. Sure. So, um, as you know, it's, it's very obvious when you go golfing, there aren't really many women. So Bianca wanted to start it to just create a community of, of females that already golf to bring them closer together. Um, also for people like myself who didn't even consider golf as a, you know, to do something like that. It's just, I don't know. If you don't know women that golf, you're not really inclined to go golfing with men because obviously men are a little bit more serious or can be a little bit more serious about it. So um, Bianca wanted to create a group of women that golf, that want to golf, um, and really just to empower women in general to be confident in the sport. So like myself, very green, very new. Um, I don't keep score. It's really just I'm working on my swing every time. And Bianca's there and Caitlin's there to help guide me the whole time. And I'm having fun. I'm really bad, but I'm having so much fun. And that's the, the whole goal is just for women to get out, hang out together, um, and, and just have a really fun time uh, out in the sun. Um, and, and that's pretty much how it started. And uh, through events um, that I'm sure Caitlin can touch on, two events that we've planned, it's really great, um, a great community of women that, it's just a very positive experience. It's just, you go girl, like the whole time. Yeah. I like that. Like, I know. We describe ourselves as woo girls. Okay. We're like, woo. 
Yeah, I think I think my my wife and my sister are very much like that. Like they'll they'll kind of hit a shot that might. They're both beginner golfers. Um, my wife's like been an athlete her whole life. My sister has as well, but she's a little bit older than me. She's kind of been away from sports for a while, so they'll you know they'll catch like the odd drive and they'll do the same thing, like kind of go woo, like it was crazy, right? So, um, I like that. I like that. That was kind of my next uh, question, I guess, Caitlin. Um, some of the events we could do some of your past events. And then I know this year with COVID um, we're not exactly sure what we're doing for 2021, but maybe you have an idea of something you might want to, you know, introduce this, this coming season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Last season uh, was kind of like our introductory into events. So we had um, our North swing, our indoor simulator events. So those were the uh, nine and nine. So you would do, um, sorry, not nine and nine, nine wine. And it was uh, just like nine holes at the simulator, wine. It was just a lot of fun to go out and, and do something different, not necessarily on the course, but um, it was mainly during the winter and we, just to keep your swing active and, and that, um, as well as social aspect of it too. Um, and then we had our birdies and bellies, which was a great turnout. Um, we had three of those in the summer. One of them was actually a mixer event, which was completely sold out, which was awesome. Um, and so there was a lot of interest in that. Um, there's a lot of interest to bring that back this year as well, um, but obviously with COVID, we're kind of um, at a standstill with where we're going to head in that direction. Um, we're hopeful, and we have a lot of interest. We have a lot of ideas for, for the 2021 season, um, and we're kind of hopeful that courses will open and restrictions will be lifted in order to commence those. Yeah, for sure. So, so the mixer would be like a like a male and female event? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like that would be something that'd be great for like my sister or I, cause I probably played, um, like she went from not really ever golfing to playing probably 40 rounds with me this year. So, uh, we golfed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. We golfed quite a bit. Um, and she got a lot better. It was really, really cool to see the, the progression. Um, but you know, she said the same type of thing. Like if I bring a friend along who's, you know, we're keeping score. Like my home course is uh, out here in, in Bowmanville. It's called Stonehenge. It's a nice nine hole course. I've played it a lot. So, you know, we might be trying to aim for par even or a couple over par and like, she's not looking to keep score. Right. So it, it can be intimidating. I get it. Um, but I really like, it kind of even kept me going. It was my first year back after being off for a while. So it was really fun to kind of, you know, get into like introduce her to the game and my wife as well and kind of connect and see different, different uh, levels and just kind of some of the, I guess, struggles or difficulties that she might go through. And that was one of the things she said is it's intimidating, right? Like you get up on the first tee and, you know, this summer, as you know, like we were always backed up, there'd be a couple groups behind us. Right. So just trying to kind of calm her down and say, it doesn't really matter what you do. Like, you know, hit as many as you want or just have fun. Right. Like, uh, like Alicia was saying, like, it's not about keeping score. It's just about having fun and having a good time. So, um, that is kind of like my next question. You've touched on it a little bit, but what it's like, I guess each of you can kind of give uh, a thought of what it's like to be a female golfer, because I've looked at kind of our, our following here, like our Instagram following and it's, um, 84% men. So it's a golf podcast it's all about golf not really a whole lot else and you know so eight or more of every 10 people are are men in the group right so i would i would like to kind of introduce more females i've really enjoyed it with my sister this year my wife so understanding maybe some of the difficulties that you may have as a female would be great for a lot of our listeners uh 
Good question. I think the most challenging uh, part about being a female golfer is the fact that it's, it's known as such a male-dominated sport. And if you don't have the confidence and the drive to want to be there and to want to, like, essentially perform because you're likely going to be golfing in front of these people at some point, like you said, when, there, when it's backed up, people are going to be looking at you. And I think the hardest part is if you don't have that level of confidence, you're, you're going to kind of choke under pressure and then you may not be as inclined to go back and you, you yeah. know, you may not be as comfortable. I think that's the biggest problem that our beginners have. Uh, for myself, I would say just the stairs. I mean, like being a female is, is interesting for sure, but you right. know, being, being on the golf course where you, I love being on the golf course. A lot of times, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stares that happen and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm a girl. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm here. And then you just, like, pound it. And they're like, what? So I think that's pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's something that I, that I like because, I don't know, Kaylin and I have been out so many times this summer. And it's like, I don't think that people expect it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that part's pretty cool. The other issue that I have is uh, female golf attire. Okay. There's not a huge selection of female golf tires. If there is a selection, it's not really in our age group. So I find that very challenging, and it it kind of goes to show that it is male-dominated, and they do try to, you know, if you go on a website, the majority of the items are going to be men. They're slowly introducing female golf tire, which is good to see, but it just shows you, like, the lack of, of options out there right now so i think that's another struggle but we're working on it like yeah <laughs> well this is what it's all about right this is kind of the idea of the discussion is just promoting awareness to it right because i know i've heard the exact same thing from my wife like she was trying to buy some um like skorts that you know she could wear to like work in the summer and then come right to the golf course after. And like, there's just not that much availability. And my sister even recently was telling me about shoes and trying to find like female golf shoes. And there just isn't that much selection. So she really liked these ones that Brooke Henderson had. They were, um, I guess like a special edition one, but they, you know, if there's a special editions kind of men's shoe, they're still going to release thousands of them. If it's a woman's special edition shoe for Brooke, you know, it might not even get released. Right. So I'm not comparing it at all, but I'm a lefty, so I kind of understand some of the like equipment issues. But uh, yeah, so it's it's not a comparison, um, but it I can relate slightly. Um, do you have any difficulties with like what about equipment? Not just like uh, do you have any difficulties finding equipment for for women? Yeah, what I was gonna say too, kind of with with men, it's like everyone when they're starting gets you know their dads clubs handed down to them. So for me, I mean, I actually did, my dad did give me his clubs. I'm still using my dad's clubs, but obviously there's a bit of a height difference. So I think there's a struggle in general where women just kind of, I wouldn't say it's, it's more expensive for a female, but at the same time, when we're buying a skirt, that's half the material as like men's pants and it's like double the price. Yeah. Doesn't really make much sense to me, but what's nice too is we've, in this whole process, we've actually um, built some relationships with female entrepreneurs who do like women's polos and things like that within Ontario. So it's nice that we've kind of been able to make those connections. And in those cases, it makes sense to then support 
females to support local. So in those cases, to me, I mean, it's worth it to get that that really nice quality attire. Yeah, of course, it's so important right now too to support local, right? Whenever we can, it's you know, it's kind of uh, such a prominent thing in our in our society right now. So that is very cool. Um, if you have any of them, like if there is any. Uh, any female golf attire, any of the companies that you're talking about, feel free to pass them over to us. I'll reshare them anytime. Um, would be happy to. Now, what about training? Because I reached out to a couple um, females, uh, female golfers that I know, and I kind of went through um, our following. Like I said, it is fairly limited, um, but I chatted with a couple. One of the topics that came up was was training. So um, one of the golfers that I spoke with, uh, her name is Devin. She's a college-level golfer. Uh, and she said kind of learning the game or um, just not having access to coaching that were specific to females. So I know this is something I talked to my sister about. She's very curious to get a lesson. Um, like I'm not a great golfer right now, but I can definitely give her a lot of tips that she would, you know, be able to improve her game on. And my suggestion was her that to her was that it would be great to go see a female so she can understand her body a bit more, like how the swing would, the swing is going to be different. Um, the clubs will be different. You know, she might just be able to give her a bit more of an input, right. Or a bit better, uh, insight than a, than a male would. So I was definitely curious when, when Devin mentioned that, it is a struggle not having as many female instructors. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely it is. There's definitely way less female um, pros within the industry. Um, I would say that we definitely have a connection to a couple female pros, um, so we could definitely hook your wife up with a lesson um, with one of those. But um, I would, I agree, like getting a, a female lesson um from a female pro which is a huge asset just because they understand the movements better um, and and kind of your struggles with getting into the game too. So that's that's definitely huge. Do you want to go there, Bianca? You good? Oh, yes. I was just going to add that, sure. of course, a woman would also know a woman's body. <laughs> yeah. Yes, rather than a man's body. Well, so it's... It yeah, it's true. Like I, I watch, um, like I can honestly say, yeah, like I was going to say, I, I can honestly say I watch a ton of the LPGA. I actually really enjoy the sport. Um, it is very different than men's golf, like watching, you know, men just try to hit the ball as far as they can and then kind of chase the pin around where, you know, women's golf is a lot more like at that level, it's a lot more kind of tee to fairway, fairway to green. And I enjoy that consistency as well. Right. So it's a very different game. Like you hear men and Bryson and guys like Kyle Berkshire just trying to hit the ball like as hard and as far as they can, where, um, you know, I really enjoy like the extra skill that goes into shot shaping and whatnot. Right. So that's where I think for, you know, people like my sister, my wife, anybody listening might, you know, benefit from learning the swing that is more suited for their tempo because, it's like, you know, it was refreshing to talk to Jake uh, McNulty from the Oshawa Golf and Curling Club because he seems to have a lot of variants or a lot of different approaches to the game where all I hear and all I see on Instagram right now is about speed, right? So I think uh, I think that's definitely a good idea. And if you have any female uh, instructors, definitely pass that over. We actually had a lesson um, with uh, a young lady named Rebecca Lee Bentham. I'm not sure if you guys follow her or not, so... 
Um, with COVID, she went over to uh, Dubai and she's been playing there for like three months. So hats off to her because it's a lot nicer there than here. So, and I know she's trying to uh, get back to the LPGA. So uh, maybe when she comes back, we'll get a lesson or if you guys have any, uh, anyone that we can chat with, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I also had a, another friend of like, she's a close friend of mine and she's new to golf. Um, good friends with my wife. Um, her husband's an incredible golfer. So similar situation. And she had mentioned some of the challenges is accepting that golf is like a long game, right? It's like a lifelong game of when you get into it, there's going to be a lot of variance, a lot of change. You're not always going to have your best day and accepting, you know, as a competitor that it is, you're going to have some bad days, some good days. And then like you had mentioned earlier, I think that could be heightened by kind of those eyes watching you on the course a lot, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. And, and um, like she was just saying that like a lot of learning the golf etiquette and stuff was difficult too. Right. So there's only, there's so many rules to golf etiquette and you know, if you're kind of already intimidated approaching the course or walking up to that tee and you, you know, stand in somebody's wrong view or whatever it may be. Like I'm an advocate for like the hooded sweater. Like I know that they said at Pebble beach this weekend and some of the practice rounds, there was a ton of guys wearing the hooded sweater. I don't care. Like as long as it looks good, it's fine with me. And I think getting rid of some of these rules and, you know, using a range finder is not really a bad idea. It'll get more people into the game. Right. So it's a more progressive approach. Yeah. And I think that's part of, you know, this conversation is inviting more people to the game and, uh, you know, at the youth level, um, as well as, you know, you were saying that you have some older ladies in your group as well too, right? Like, I know a friend of my mom, like my mom's in her mid sixties and a friend of hers is golfing twice a week in a ladies group. So I love hearing that. It's just, there's not as much, right? There's just not as much availability, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing too with with dry bunnies is it's <laughs> golf can be seen as a very serious sport, and we kind of want to take it that away, and we want it to be more of a just fun, enjoying experience. So um, yeah, with all those rules, like those were things that yeah. you don't know. No one teaches you until you're in it, and I'm talking while someone's teeing off, and Bianca's like, "You have to be quiet." I'm like, "I didn't know." Like. So, yeah, it's just kind of like learning as you go. But luckily, the people we golf with are easygoing as well. But, yeah, it's definitely – there's there's so many rules where you just kind of figure it out trial by error, really. Is there any rules that kind of shocked you or something that you learned about golf this year that, like, just kind of you couldn't believe or, you know, is there anything that stands out that you've thought of that just doesn't make any sense? <laughs> A lot of <laughs> Bianca and I, when we go, and Caitlin too, like, we'll, like, blast music, like, when we're on the cart, like, obviously going in between, and I think that, like, you don't see that, it's definitely not a common thing, um, but as far as, like, rules go, I don't know, I remember just, like, feeling really guilty when I was speaking with someone was teeing off, and Bianca's like, you really can't do that, like, that's, and I, it wasn't like you were <laughs> mad, or, it was just like, I'm like, oh my god, I felt so bad that I was, like, I also felt so much tea feeling guilty because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even tell her the most important rule about golf. But to me, I would just assume that people like know the rules because I've known them for so long. But even I'm guilty of like, you know, not following the rules too. I remember Kaylin and I, we were golfing. We were golfing somewhere. Where were we? Florida. 
oh yeah, Laura Bay, and I sunk down the And I was like, woo, like to myself, like, woo. And these people just like darted at me, and they were like, what? And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I just stopped really. Really? No. And uh, because that's pretty rare. Yeah, it's like pretty rare for me to think of putt of that like caliber. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's. That's kind of that's a that's a bit excessive even for Laura Bay, but uh, I I can I'm thinking of this one this one uh, time this year I was teeing off on um, number six on Stonehenge, so it's a great little nine if you guys wrote it this way, check it out just um, before the one fifteen on Totten Road, and I was on the number six tee, and there was a group of seven or eight women on the. I guess it would be the seventh green. It kind of comes back. It snakes back as a par five. And I hit a drive. I was by myself. My sister and my wife were um, up on their tee block. And they all started screaming at me after I hit the drive. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But like they were just obviously like enjoying themselves, having a couple of drinks. And like I thought it was so funny. But um, yeah, it's something that they might get shamed if they were at uh, another course or, you know, that's that's something that the golf world uh, still doesn't like. So I'm... Uh, I think I think it's interesting though because like golf is regarded and so many people don't try golf because they look at it as like an old man sport. Yeah. And it's extremely expensive. You know, old men do it, retirees do it. Like this is the the way that it's seen. So a lot of people like our age and especially females don't golf. So we trying to we're trying to get rid of this stigma where it's like, oh, it's only for old men, and there's so many rigid rules, like you don't even want to try it. Like it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, there's a lot of. But it's not. It's a very stuffy sport. Agreed. Agreed. I can. I was like, even this past summer, I was. We went. Me and Bianca. We walked into the clubhouse, and we were mistaken for staff. And I was very offended by that because the, the waiter walked by after and she looked nothing like us. So he just assumed that, you know, women in this, in the coming into this facility are just staff. They work here. So that was, that was definitely eye opening for me. That's super. Yeah. Yeah. One like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's not like, that's part of the conversation is because uh, I would never experience that. Right. Like I just, nobody would walk up to me and just assume that I'm there working just because of my gender. Right. So that's part of the conversation. And that's, you know, the idea to just bring as much awareness to the game as we can. And the more women we get into the game, the more, you know, we're all going to be able to enjoy the game. Like this was some of the most fun I've ever had this season. And like I played high school golf and stuff and at competitive levels and whatnot, but it's way better going out with my wife and my sister and just having a couple of drinks or, you know, just walking around the course and helping them learn their game and, you know, just having a good time on a Friday night or whatever it may be the weekend. Right. So yeah, that is uh not good to hear. And, you know, hopefully it's something that over time we can change and it starts kind of with youth as well. Right. So I know we're we're going to chat with a couple of youth groups in the in the future. So hopefully, you know, if you're ever kind of at the driving range and you see some young men or women, doesn't matter, go up to them, chat with them about golf, right? Like I just kind of like talking to people about golf. That's the idea of the podcast, right? So um, now I know coming up in the like we said, we don't know all of your events coming up in 2021. But is there anything that you can kind of highlight that you're kind of honing in on or? you know, have on your radar for 2021? Any courses that you really want to try? 
That could be a long list, but. Uh, so we have a ton of golf courses on our list for this summer. We have had the incredible opportunity to have so many of our followers from different areas of Ontario share their favorite courses with us. So we have them written down, which is awesome. Um, and this past summer, we we tried so many new courses that we would never have visited. Um, with regards to, well, I'll just name a few, I guess. We definitely want to try Tangled Creek. Uh, anyone wants to bring us to National Pines, we're in. Um, a ton, like there's so many courses, the courses that you mentioned uh, in your area, there's a bunch of Whippy, Pickering, Muskoka, um, yeah, so many options, for sure. And then with regards to events, we definitely want to keep it open, uh, similarly to how we did it this past summer. So uh, definitely uh, the same idea as Birdies and Bubbly. Uh, we want to really be able to engage as many women as possible uh, throughout this summer, really getting the new women involved uh, in the sport and, you know, teaching them about drive bunnies and the different opportunities that we have. We definitely want to do um, some sort of golf clinic, so trying to find a female pro that can help us with that would be amazing. So if you, if you ever find anyone, let us know. Um, and then, you know, having our social events, we've had a few social um, night where it wasn't about golf, it was just, you know, at a restaurant or... Mini putt! <laughs> we went mini putting one time. One That's time I hosted a Christmas party, so that was pretty cool. I invited a ton of women over to my house. So just things like that where we can keep it fun, keep the conversation going, keeping women really excited about the sport, especially in the off-season, has been a really integral part of what we're doing here. Yeah, I noticed that um, you, you guys had mentioned that you had done a little bit of training and stuff in the off season, some putting and whatnot. Um, like I've picked up quite a few training aids for the, for the winter. So it's, it's nice. It kind of does keep you engaged. Like I got a perfect practice putting mat. And I know I've seen on your, uh, Instagram that you're doing a lot of putting and stuff in the off season. So it's good. It kind of just, I don't know, keeps us all engaged. Like I would love to have my sister over at my house a little bit more to, you know, swing the club in the basement. She's like five foot, so she'd be able to swing driver. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I like that. It's kind of a, a nice idea. So what about court, what about, um, courses? Uh, like, is there, aside from Tangle Creek, you mentioned Tangle Creek now out, I'm in the kind of Kawartha area, I guess you would say. Um, I wanted to mention that one because Kawartha Golf and Country Club, I've got a lot of friends who are members there and it's beautiful. So if you're out there, definitely check that one out. And Baxter Creek and Black Diamond on the 115 are both very nice going up that way. So if you're out there, check them out. Really nice courses. And, uh, I will, I kind of mentioned her name earlier, but, um, she had mentioned, uh, that she had some spots for lessons and whatnot. Her name was Rebecca Lee Bentham. I've never met Rebecca, just chatted with her through Instagram. She seemed very, very nice. And her swing is amazing. Like it's unbelievable. So if you're looking on Instagram, maybe check out her platform. And I know she had posted, um, that she did a couple like group lessons. So, um, three or four ladies could join kind of a group. I don't think they had to know one another and kind of do a lesson together, which was really cool. Um, and, you know, just kind of maybe meet people that way, right? So I really like the idea of running a clinic. Um, so, yeah, before I let you guys go, maybe you can just take a minute and let anybody know uh, that's listening to the podcast where they can find you and, um, you know, Instagram, any social media, any of that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram, Drive Bunnies, at Drive Bunnies. Uh, you can also visit us 
um, on our website, which is uh, www.drivebunnies.com. So much information is on our website. We're going to be posting a lot more as the season progresses with any events that we have, um, any of our top courses, um, things like that. And Alicia, do we have any other ways that people can contact us? We have Facebook. Uh, we're we're kind of lacking oh, in the Facebook department, but you could yeah check us out on Facebook at Drive Bunnies. We'll get back to you eventually on Facebook at some point. But TikTok, I feel like we might have. I don't have. We have a TikTok, but we don't do much there. But you know, that's but a cool we did thing. find out. We did learn how to use Reels this week on Instagram. So check okay. us out. Hey. <laughs> I've done a couple like. I've done a couple reviews and stuff just for fun, like of the mat and like I got some really cool like Adidas golf shoes. Let me see. These things for anybody watching on YouTube, these things are amazing. Adidas like Addy Pure, so still haven't uh just rolled putts in the basement with them, but if you're looking for shoes, those are cool. Yeah, my sister my sister got a set that were like pretty much the same one, so they're they're pretty cool. But um I'll get a couple links from you and then I can uh, put it in the podcast description. So when anybody's uh, checking out the podcast or on the website, they can just simply click drive bunnies. It'll take you to your uh, Instagram page or your website. Now, will you post um, some of your events? Like if you're having like the mixer or any of that, will you post them on your website? Yeah. Okay. And Instagram for sure. Very cool. So Instagram is like the main platform, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That one uh, seems to work out the, the best, but thank you ladies, um, for, you know, taking a half an hour or so and giving me your time and kind of teaching me about, uh, what it's like to be a female golfer. This has been really cool. Gives me a better understanding. Honestly, it gives me a better understanding of, uh, golf with my sister, um, you know, my wife and just, uh, give me an idea how to introduce people to the game as well. Right. So that's kind of what this is all about. That's what the podcast is about. So really appreciate what you are, what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having us. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take care. And uh, anybody listening, of course, check us out on OTS Golf and on the Screws Podcast on YouTube. Thank you. single ball speed, rated at best, man. And we're that ball land. Watch us on my hand. It's yours not the time, man. Yeah, that's my garment. I feel like Ron, man.